0: Hey, everybody. Kim here with Little Biz Resources. And today I want to talk about mindset versus managing expectations. All right. First of all, what is mindset? So mindset is a noun. Sorry, I had to throw that in there. The definition from Oxford Languages is the established set of attitudes held by someone. So in other words, it's what you believe, right? That's what mindset is, what you believe. What does it mean to manage expectations? So this is a phrase and from the same Oxford languages it is to seek to prevent disappointment by establishing in advance what can realistically be achieved or delivered by a project undertaking course of action etc so again i want to make sure that's in advance and what can be realistically achieved yeah All right, so these both feed each other and need to align. And I'm gonna hopefully explain that as we go. So for mindset, you know, and you guys have probably all heard about people say, oh, we're gonna do mindset, we're gonna, you know, get in the right frame of mind and things like that, right? You've probably heard that. But we really do need to have the right mindset to achieve the goals or the outcomes. But we also need to have appropriate expectations. You know, we wanna make sure that the actions we are taking can actually lead to the outcome. And I'm going to give you an example about this in just a little bit. All right. So this is something that, you know, I learned from Russell. This is kind of like, so let's look at mindset first, right? And this is the one I want to kind of bring this up because I hear this a lot. So you, at some point, have decided that every single program you see or every single program that, that is sold is missing a key ingredient for success. Now, this is actually a discussion that I've had with my husband multiple times. And you know, for a while, this is kind of the way we looked at things, right? We're like, oh my gosh, every time we buy a program, it's like we get stuck somewhere because of something that they forget to tell us or they forget to mention, right? Oh, well, this won't work unless you do this. Now, I'm, just as a side note, we're going to take a look at the uh, at success next time. So just hold on to just the general idea of success as being whatever you think it is right now, because we'll talk about it another time. But there are two things that can come from this decision or mindset, right? So we have the mindset that every program sold is missing a key ingredient and that we cannot find success, right? So we have that mindset. We believe that. So there's only two things that can come about that. One- You can choose not to purchase any programs. You can do nothing. You can, you know, just not take any actions and just obviously not find any success because if you're not doing anything, you can't ever reach that. Or you could actually choose to purchase the system, the program or whatever it is, right? So this program there, you already have this mindset that all programs are like this, but then what exactly are your expectations if you have that mindset? Do you still expect to succeed? right? Do you? And in this scenario, the mindset suggests you will not succeed, right? Your mindset, you already think all programs can't work because something is always missing. You've already decided that you can't succeed from the program. You've already decided that in your mindset. But then if you actually purchase the program, you probably have expectations of success. So you see how they're not aligned and i see this a lot from people i hear this a lot from people and you know i'm not the only one that believes that many people do not succeed because of mindset right i'll tell you i've been in this situation many times right and but it's it's a combination of mindset and expectations and i'm going to show you that in just a second so there are many people do not succeed because of mindset. They walk into the program already believing there is no way to succeed. Why they bought it is usually because the sales page is really good and they're like, well, maybe I, what if I could? They don't believe it, but they're like, Well, oh, maybe if I just buy this program, but they don't have any faith in themselves because they already believe that the program is flawed, right? So that's kind of how, how at least that's how I kind of interpret mindset affecting us. And now let's talk a little bit about expectations. Now, let's say you do have the right mindset. You're like, you've gone to the program. Oh, I'm going to find success. I believe I can. You've watched the sales page and you see that someone achieved an outcome that you desire. Oh yeah, I want to do that too. Right? And you're like, oh yeah, that's what I'm going to do. You decide that. You're like, hey, that's my expectation now. I expect that when I complete the program, I will be at their level. Right? Right? Then you complete the program and you have not achieved that outcome. So you decide that the program, the guru, the system is a failure, right? It didn't meet my expectations. It's a failure. Now you can probably see where that affects your mindset now, right? Okay. So that, that system, that person, the person that referred you to it, the, the program, specific elements in the program, whatever it is, that's not a good thing because it didn't work the way I expected But really, you should have never had that expectation in the first place, right? You shouldn't have expected to meet somebody else's outcome. So let's look at an example of an unmanaged expectation that I just saw this pop up in one of the groups the other day. So email marketing, that's when you're, you know, you send emails as a form of a marketing method. And there's a lot of, you know, different strategies to that. And we'll talk about that another time. But there are many of these so-called experts out there, and I say this loosely because there are plenty of people who are not experts that still share this information, and this is probably where this person got this. So they tell you that you can expect to make a dollar per month per email on your email list. That's the general commonly referred to number. This is literally a commonly referred to number. I hear this so many times, right? Now, there are plenty of people who probably make more than that. In fact, I make more than that um, per email on my list, And again, we'll talk about more about that when I talk about success, but in one of the groups that I'm in, someone, I guess, heard or found this number. And so they had this expectation, right? They had this expectation that if I have X amount of emails, I should make X amount of money per month, right? So for example, they might think that if they had 500 emails, they should be making $500 a month. Now they went out and they Acquired, I'm assuming bought, but I am pretty sure they bought emails or scraped them or whatever, you know, they, they, they acquired these emails, not through a legitimate way. And then they were upset because they had gotten those emails, probably buying them and they didn't make any money. I've emailed every day for three weeks and nobody's even opening it. Nobody's buying anything. And, and so their expectations were completely unmanaged completely unmanaged because they walked into that thinking that they were going to have an outcome that was completely unrealistic. Right. So on that same note, let's say that if I have emails and I'm promoting a program and I say, Oh, Hey, I I think I should, okay, I'm going to send this out to a hundred people. I expect three sales out of it. Why? Right. I mean, that's, that's a, that's a weird expectation. And it shouldn't be based on just arbitrarily that somebody else says it's a three percent conversion rate, so I should get three sales out of this. Because those are literally taking data from one point and trying to trying to force it into something else. So managing our expectations is just one of those things that we have to do to help, well, one, manage our mindset, right? We have to we have to kind of protect our mindset from the negativity and the damage that we're going to cause it just simply because we are putting unrealistic expectations on us. So really the proper mindset, and when you have adequately managed expectations, this is going to improve your outcome, right? Because you're going to be able to view it better. You're going to be able to um, assess it better. You're going to be able to just overall the in, the entire situation will be better. You'll also have a better idea of like the past you can take, right? So it's it's one of those things where it's, unfortunately, it's very, very hard to know what is a realistic outcome for anything, right? I mean, we, we work in, we're all in these worlds where we're like, wait, what should our click-through rate be? And it's like, well, this guy is in a completely different niche with a completely different audience and he says 5%. Well, this other guy who's in a completely different niche and a completely different audience and neither one of them are in my niches or audiences, he says 1%. So should it be 1% or should it be 5%? It should be 1%, by the way, not 5 So, you know, you get these, these numbers and yes, they're good to kind of give you a guide, but they shouldn't be something that gives you that expectation, right? So it's really hard to come up with a realistic outcome for anything. And we're going to talk more about this in the near future, right? About how we can help kind of focus on what is realistic, right? How, we, how do we figure that out? And so we'll talk about that another time. But sales pages, this is something to keep in mind. So sales pages are set up to sell to us, right? They generally show us the best case scenarios. They're gonna pull out the best examples to show them to, to get you excited about it and everything. So there's, there's no way that we can know all of the factors for that successful person that they show. Right, So they're going to show some successful person that made a ton of money on this program and they're using that to get you excited about it. And they even give you a thing. Well, not everybody should expect to get these and blah. We don't know your work ethic and blah, blah, blah. Right. So there's really... We don't just don't know. We don't know what caused that person to be successful. Maybe they already had an entire network set up. Maybe they had additional man, um, additional marketing areas set up. Maybe they had an email list already. We have no idea, right? I mean, they're not going to tell us that anyway. So even that person probably doesn't know all the factors that, that were involved for success. But that's okay, right? We're not going to know, but that's okay. It's just something to keep in mind to help us manage our expectations, so how exactly you can click this and go how exactly do we improve our mindset. So first of all let the past be in the past. Now this is critical following 2020. Um, I've heard a lot of stories and from you know other other people from through from like my sister-in-law about other people she knows and and businesses that she's working with and stuff. And I think this is really important to say that let the past be in the past because just because something happened or you were affected a certain way before does not mean it's going to be the next the same way we have to be willing to let go especially following 2020 the rules have changed right the rules have changed so we don't we are kind of going into the future into 2021 with more of a of a fresh slate for purposes not necessarily blank but but it's going to be more of a Hey, we kind of need to be more in data collection mode. Again, we'll talk more about that, but we need to also honestly assess the situations. This is the one, and I'm—I an, have one here. You know, I say, did you really fail in this, or did you just give up? Did you just get distracted with life or school or projects? I'm going to use a weight loss example on this, right? So I went in to the doctor. i go with the doctor all the time. You guys know that, and or if you don't, if you don't, if you're new to me, I go to the doctor all the time. I have major asthma and other medical issues. So I'm in there all the time. And and every time I go in there for a long time, for a couple of years now, they've been going, you know what? Your thyroid is off. So they've been telling me for years. And every time I go there, I'm like, look, I understand what you're saying, but that number is so close to not being off that I feel like that's not a factor. Right? Now, by the way, I am the patient. So I personally feel like a doctor should say, look, this is the way it is. If you disagree, that's fine. But they shouldn't just be like, you know, looking for my opinion. And oh, and it happens not with my current doctor, but my past doctors. Oh, it happened all the time. Oh, do you feel like you might be depressed? Um, I'm in here because my knee hurts. Why are you asking me if I'm depressed? So anyway, um, you need to honestly assess the situation, right? So they asked me, so, you know, well, we think that it, your thyroid's the problem. The thyroid is why you're failing to lose weight. And in my mind, as they're telling me this, I'm going, no, it has nothing to do with the giant bowl of ice cream that I have all the time, or all the cookies I eat, or all the other junk food, or the fact that I have to eat gluten-free foods, then that means that I have increased sugar just to make them taste good enough. I'm like, no, it has nothing to do with that. And I would literally say, look, I understand what you're saying, but I feel like that is not what's causing me to fail, right? It's my habits that are causing me to fail. Because I was able to honestly assess the situation and say, look, I'm not doing what I need to do to get the outcome, right? I'm managing my expectations. Do I expect to lose weight? No, I'm not doing anything to lose weight. So if you put me on thyroid medication, I'm probably not going to lose weight, which is true story. They put me on thyroid medication finally, and I'm not losing weight, right? That's because that's the weight loss wasn't, or the, the lack of weight loss wasn't because of my thyroid. It's because of my bad eating habits. So if you can honestly assess the situation, you can decide if it was really the program, if it was the information, if it was some other 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 issue, right? And this is so this is something that that um, we did. It's um, called the SWOT analysis, and and I put this afterwards. I probably should have put it before it beforehand. But um, the SWOT analysis is called the strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, right? So we used to do this in emergency management. And so we would have, let's say, a, a response, right? So I'll give you an example of a response that we did. It was a, a practice one, so it wasn't real. But we did this scenario where there was an oil leak from a ship on Lake Tahoe. Of course, this was this was you know just a, a fake scenario. And they put balls in the water and then they collected them all. It was hilarious. Um, I was supposed to be a victim, but it was too cold. So we just decided not to do it. But we're sitting there and we're going, wait a second here. Why? What caused the leak, right? And so... It it turns out that it was supposed to be a terrorism attack, and then they're like, "Oh well, then this person would respond." And so what we did after everything happened, because it was a total cluster, is we sat down and we did what we called a SWOT analysis. So we said, "Well, what were the strengths of it?" And honestly, it was hard to find any in that, right? What were the weaknesses? Well, the weaknesses were, I swear, we were going as we went, right? Opportunities. The opportunities are, hey, we could actually plan this out a little bit better, so we can get this organized and get the right people involved. And then, of course, then there's also threads and blah, blah blah. So you go into that. So the same, you can do the same thing with the situations that you're in, or yourself, or with just about anything. This works in business. This works when you're doing. And in fact, I know people that use this for analyzing employees. I do not recommend it because the minute you go, here, are your what do you think your weaknesses are? Let's cover your weaknesses. That does not make people feel good. Really, it doesn't. And you can change it. So what we actually changed it when I was working with the Red Cross, um, I changed it when we would work with the volunteers. Because as an employee, if somebody goes, what are your weaknesses? I just glare at them and go, bite me, right? But if I am a volunteer, I stop volunteering if somebody keeps pointing out all my weaknesses. So we changed it. So it, wasn't, it didn't say weaknesses. It said um, what we could change. So the W standard for what we could change. Now that's a lot, obviously a lot longer, not just one word. But it it we went strengths, what we can change, opportunities, and things to look out for, basically, is kind of what it was. And so you can look at it that way instead. Um again, the the SWAT, it comes, I think it's more from from military slash law enforcement side, is where that originated. So they just kind of wanted to get to the point, but you can adjust the words so you don't have to say, oh, what are my weaknesses? You can say, what are things that need to change? What are things I want to improve on? Something like that, right? And so, but that's the whole point of it is to get those four areas and you want to do positive and that's the whole thing of it, right? Positive and negative, positive and negative. And it's not necessarily negative. I don't want you to say, oh, it's negative. No, it's not necessarily meant to be negative. But if you want to look at it as that way, you can right? If that helps you. So if you take that and you look at those, you can be open to new ideas and try to look at things positively, but realistically, right? So I'm going to look at my strengths positively, but then I'm going to look at things that need to change or um, what I would do differently or what I want to do differently. However you want to phrase it, my weaknesses as realistic, right? So positive opportunities, threats, realistic, right? We can't, we have to balance those on everything. So the same thing, mindset. I want to be positive. I want to be, be optimistic, but I also want to manage my expectations and be realistic. So how do we manage our expectations? First, I want you to recognize that you are an individual. And this is more saying it to me because I have so many times where I'm like, I have people that expect me to do a certain level simply because i have an identical twin oh well she does that so you should do that oh, i'm an individual i may look exactly like her well she looks exactly like me cuz i was born first but i am an i am an individual and that is something you need to say i am an individual right regardless of whether you look like somebody or not you are an individual and you need to accept the fact that the things that you do the outcomes that you're going to have are going to be yours yours, right? So even as an identical twin, my sister is very successful on Etsy. I understand that I'm an individual with variation in what I do and what I, how I do it and how I interpret things. I mean, we're not even doing the exact same thing anyway, right? So my outcome will not be the same, right? Not be the same. I get a lot of people who go, um, they might be selling something, right? And I sell Five ornament sets. And they're like, well, I didn't sell five of my stuff. And I'm like, well, what are you selling? And they'll be like, well, I'm, I'm selling wallets or something, right? And I'm like, okay, well, it's Mother's Day and my ornaments are about loving moms. So why wouldn't I sell more than you because of the time frame, right? And so people don't under, they, they look at it and say, I should be doing what other people should be doing, but you are an individual, Right, You're going to have variation. Now, that doesn't mean you can't have milestones that you reach and expectations later that we'll figure out, but just recognize that you are you, right? All right. So second, reference that SWOT analysis. In fact, you're going to be doing this a lot, right? You know, you will have to overcome certain areas. We're going to look at those weaknesses. So you should adjust your expectations. Yes. Oh, I have a weakness because I hate Facebook. I'm probably, I'm at least streaming live to there is one of them. But if I have a weakness because I have that, look, I have a weakness with Facebook and my weakness is that I despise it. So I don't put much effort into it. Right. Okay. So how am I going to, now we can look at again, opportunities. I have an opportunity to overcome that weakness by putting more, more, more time into that. Right. So I'm very strong at search engine optimization. I'm weak at Facebook marketing. Why? Because my weakness is that I don't like doing it. So I don't put enough effort into it, which is something I'm working on, right? So an opportunity to improve that. A threat is I don't have a lot of time, right? Now this, when we do this later on, we'll try to do this at some point, at least in our 12-week course, where we we analyze you'll sit down and you basically do this over and over again. Right. So it's not just a one-time thing. It's not linear. It's kind of circular. You say, okay, this is a strength. This is a weakness. And you might go weakness, opportunity, threat, weakness, opportunity, threat, because you're going to keep going and drawing that out until you can solve that. Right. So I have a weakness of Facebook marketing because I don't, put enough time into it. I have an opportunity to focus on it more, but I have a threat of not having enough time. So then what am I going to do? Maybe I, I analyze that threat. What am I going to do to solve that threat? Oh, I'm going to put in as much automation as possible, right? I'm going to be I'm going to build a calendar. I'm going to follow um, a, a specific schedule, right? So these are things that you can do to address those things. And so we're going to keep reevaluating these as we go, but you know, you're going to have to overcome some some areas so you should adjust your expectations right that's that's one way you manage your expectations you look and say oh look this program relies on Facebook I don't know what I'm just in general not mine but you say okay there's a program that's for sale it relies on Facebook I like the sales system but I hate Facebook that is a weakness to me so I should manage my expectation that I'm gonna have a little bit more to overcome to find that proverbial success which again we'll talk about but Be open to adapting your expectations as you collect more data. Now, this is something that I've never really heard anybody talk about. Because, like, for me, um, I can plan out all I want. But things, I already know. I worked in emergency management. You plan just so you can break it and replan. Right? That's what we do. We're like, okay, where can we break this and and keep improving? Because the the point of, of emergency management planning is... You want to make sure that you have everything in place, all of the resources you can possibly figure out so that the next, you know, hurricane Katrina doesn't happen. Right. And honestly, in all fairness, it hasn't happened. And that's in part because of improving the preparedness and doing anything else. So I kind of digress there a little bit, but you just need to adapt your expectations as you collect more data. So you, let's say you, um, email marketing you collect the data that you need a dollar per email or that you're going to make a dollar per email per month on your list. But what you don't know is that that's only when you reach, that's an average, and that's only when you reach, I don't know, 10,000 emails, right? I mean, I I don't know what that is. There is a number there. You know, I think um, it's like 2,000 or 3,000, but you also find out that it's only when your audience is a match to your niche. So it's not just any email, right? You've got to have a targeted email list. You've got to be matching them up with stuff that they they want, you know, so there's, and of course you also find out that a dollar is literally just a number out of nowhere. Like you, it's, it's not related to anything. Some people say that's what you strive for, but that's like the low end. If you're in X niche, it might be $10 per email per month. And if you're at X niche, it might be $3 per email per month, right? So now as you collect more data, you can adapt your expectations and you need to be open to adapting your expectations. Because if not, then you're never probably going to reach whatever it is that you expected in the first place because your expectations on minimal data are most likely unrealistic. And it's okay if you don't have a specific outcome in mind. Right. I mean, it's fun to go, oh, well, all I need to do is get 10,000 emails on my list because then I can make $10,000 a month. Right. But if you just go, look, I don't really know what to expect. There's probably a reason why. Right. You probably do have an expectation. First of all, I know I usually do. I usually have an expectation. I'm going to make a billion dollars in three days. It's completely unrealistic, but at least it's something and then I go, okay, well, now that I know that's impossible, let me be a little more realistic, which I've always known that's impossible, but um, I go, okay, let's see. So let's say I wanna make a million dollars this month. How am I gonna do that, right? Well, and then I let's say that I break that down to 10 different actions that I need to do. Oh, I didn't mean month, sorry, if I said month, I meant year, so a million dollars this year. And I'm gonna go, okay, I'm gonna do that through these 10 business models, right? Yeah, I'm not, don't do this, I'm just using this as an example. So I'm going to do, you know, business model one. I'm going to do a hundred thousand dollars. Business model two. I'm going to do a hundred thousand dollars, etc. Right. So each business model is going to do a hundred thousand dollars. And then I, I come to the conclusion that look, that's realistic. Just not in a, in a year. It's going to be in five years, right? I'll be able to do a million dollars a year in five years. Now, again, this is just, I'm just throwing these numbers out. I just want you to understand that it's okay that you're gonna be adjusting and you don't have to have a specific outcome. You can just go, look, I don't. you don't have to say I want a million dollars, right? I mean, so many people, they're like, you have to set this goal. You have to set a goal if you think you're gonna achieve it. And I'm like, look, I don't have a specific amount of weight I wanna lose. It would be great, but I know it is extremely unrealistic. I've done this, right? I'm like, look, I'm gonna lose 20 pounds. I followed the system I was supposed to do and at the end of the period, when it was time for weigh-in, I lost four pounds, Right? I gave up. I gave up because they told me to pick a number, a specific number, and say, look, I'm going to lose 20 pounds in this time frame. Every I did everything to a T. And then they go, oh, well, you probably did something wrong. And I'm like, well, I did everything you told me to do, and I'm supposed to lose 20 pounds. I lost four. So as far as I'm concerned, of course, my mindset is psh, they did something wrong not me, but I, and I didn't, I did everything that they said, but it turned out, you know, my thyroid was off. My magnesium was low. Um, you know, there's other elements that play a factor in there that were just, were never discussed. So it's okay to not have a weight goal in mind, right? It's okay to say, look, I'm going to lose weight and collect data, right? You'll eventually have a goal. You'll, you may have a goal to say, look, I eventually want to lose 20 pounds, but you may not have a specific time frame in mind. That's okay to get when you first get started. There are so many people out there that they're like goal setting. It has to be very specific. Yeah. Maybe if you have data to drive that, but until you have that data, you're not going to be able to draw accurate and realistic expectations. So that's just something I want you to keep in mind, right? Is it's okay if you don't have a specific outcome in mind. And even if you do, it's okay to adapt it. Right? So, Manage your expectations, but understand you still need to be flexible. And then of course, ask for help when you need it, because that's another way to help manage your expectations. All right, so let's refocus for 2021. I'm trying to keep this shorter. I know it's really hard for me as I'm already way longer than I anticipated, but let's refocus for 2021. As we dive into 2021, we're all entering with a variety of views and expectations, experiences from 2020, etc. Over the rest of this month, I'm gonna be releasing a variety of training videos to help you start collecting information, that data collection, right? I'm gonna distribute them on the YouTube channel that I have and then more in the members area when it opens. And then of course, wherever you're seeing this now is gonna be the public information. So if you want the extra information, the private information, or you wanna participate in more more training, um, some of it will be on YouTube, and on other channels. And some of it will be just exclusive to the members area, right? Because there's going to be some things you have to walk through step by step. And some things I'm like, "Eh, if you find the video, it's fine, right? Like this one, this one, if you find the video, it's fine. Don't get overwhelmed and don't get hyper focused. right? those are going to kind of be our goals for 2021. We don't want to get overwhelmed because there's so much information coming out. But we also don't want to get hyper focused that we're not we're excluding every other possibility Right. Oh, wait. I have to do it this way because I bought the program or whatever. Right. I I got this a lot in Trex. Well, they told us we have to do Facebook marketing. And I'm like, yeah, but you know what? Your niche is better off in Pinterest. Well, they said Facebook marketing. And I'm like, I know they said Facebook marketing. And I don't say ignore Facebook marketing, but don't get so hyper focused on that one thing that you're excluding everything else. Right. So this is what we're, what our goals are in 2021. We don't want to get overwhelmed but we also don't want to get hyper-focused. Collect information and use that SWOT analysis we talked about to help guide you on your path. So for now, start with analyzing your expectations and your mindset. SWOT analysis. Next time, we're going to look at the word success because I think this is going to be kind of like, um, uh, it was when I sat down and thought about it from the way that I did, I was like, you know what? I should tell people about this because it's kind of, interesting when you sit down and you analyze your own definition of success. So we're going to talk about that next time. Make sure you sign up below to either get notified when the members area opens up, or if that's, if it's already open, the link will take you to sign up for the members area. And if you guys, for those of you who missed it in February, we're going to be running a 12 week long course, at least I'm hoping it's going to be about 12 weeks on building our businesses and setting ourselves up for profitable success and that's vague Kim yeah that's because it was an over an hour presentation on this free gift I'm giving you there's a link to that video in the description as well so go ahead um make sure that if you're like on YouTube subscribe if you're in Facebook make sure you're in fact I would hop over YouTube if you're on Facebook and subscribe or click on the link below and of course you'll get into the members area and all the things like this will be categorized um into sections where you can reference them easier. So anyway, so look for that now. Um, again, I'm already at over half an hour, so I'm going to end this, but we'll look at success next time. And please let me know, make sure you guys engage, you know, make some observations, something, you know, talk, tell me below on whatever channel you're on, tell me, you know, what you think about mindset. Do, do you think it affects you? Do you think that Kim's just full of it? That if you I mean, I've seen people trip into success. Very few of them do it. But, you know, do you think that, hey, that's that's the way it works? I mean, what are your thoughts on that? So I would love to hear from you. And of course, hop into the Facebook group as well. So all of the links are in the description, wherever you are on whatever channel. Thanks. And I will see you guys next time or on the live Q&A. Thanks.